Good morning, everyone. This is Jeff from the Cyber Pro Podcast, back with another episode. Today we have our guest Ryan from who's the CISO, CISO at Dato, who will be sharing some fascinating information with us about the path from cybersecurity to cyber resilience. And on that, because hackers never sleep, let's jump in. Good morning, Ryan. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Excellent. Hey, in a few sentences, can you share a little bit more about who you are and your role at Dato? Yes, yeah, so as you said, I'm the Chief Information Security Officer at Dato, which um, basically means I'm in charge of everything information security, uh, internal, external, um, customer-facing, vendors, uh, you name it. Um, it's, it's, it's in my wheelhouse and uh, been in the role for four years at Dato and before that, I was working in information security and financial services. Um, uh, spent you know most of my career protecting large amounts of data in, in, in private clouds, and um, you know just having actually a lot of fun doing it. So um, really, really, uh, really enjoying the, the chosen career career field uh, so far. Excellent, excellent. Well, that goes right into question number two. Uh, you know, can you share the most fascinating or interesting thing about being the CISO? of a company during these, I'm starting to run out of adjectives on this question, let's call it unprecedented times. Yeah, I mean, I love information security because it's constantly changing. Um, there's, you know, the, the, the threat landscape is constantly shifting, your business is growing, it's changing. Um, and it, it's, there's really, you know, we talk a lot about information security being uh, art and science, but that art piece of like, how it's, it's more like a dance and how things are, are being orchestrated um, to, to really make sure that you kind of have the right security at the right time. Um, and uh, it's, it's just very interesting to me to kind of, you really have to have kind of command of, you know, yourself, your, your enemy and, and your battlefields to, to really um, to, to do well in this profession. So it's, it's just really interesting. It's, it's a, you know, it's, it's constantly evolving and it, you know, you're always learning, you're always, trying new things and innovating. So it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, really well put. So let's talk about the cybersecurity portion of it. You said two key phrases in your last response that I want to kind of inject into this next question, which is constantly evolving and the, the change in the landscape. Um, so with those two in mind, you know, we hear from industry leaders all the time that cybersecurity is not only a top concern right now, but only getting bigger um, quickly. When you hear that question, what does that mean to you? Yeah, I, I mean, what I what I hear when I hear that um, a question and I hear that talk track is is really this sense that there's been an awakening to the importance of kind of cyber risk uh, within organizations, and and really what it means is like. De facto now, cyber risk is in your top five organizational risks. Um, you know, and, and if it, and if it's not, then you're probably not really as aware of your risk profile as you should be. Um, and um, you know, and, and really to understand your risks, you do need to understand how. You know, again, the 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 landscape is evolving, and when I say landscape, right? Again, I use the mental model of know yourself, know your enemy, know your battlefield. You really have to understand how things are changing in all three of those environments in order to understand your risk profile at any given time 
and how those changes are affecting your, your, your cyber risk posture. Um, but yeah, de facto, it's, it's in the top five business concerns for every business at this point. Yeah, and that risk profile is ever-changing and trying to keep up or stay ahead of, the, of those horsemen outside the fence can yeah. sometimes be a, a, a challenge. And I think that leads perfectly into our question number four, you know, what insights or advice about that path that we're taking from cybersecurity to cyber resilience would you care to share with our community? Yeah, I think cybersecurity is, uh, is, you know, we think it communicates one thing, but it's actually a very overloaded concept and term, right? If you say cybersecurity is to one person, they may think the things that you do to prevent yourself from being breached. But to other people, it may be much more than that. And so I think we really need to update our nomenclature to start really talking more about cyber resilience, which is really the, the concept that, yes, you are going to build a cybersecurity program and the cybersecurity program is in large part gonna be focused on prevention, but cyber resilience brings in that detection response and recovery piece really where you see like, incident response, crisis management, business continuity, and disaster recovery planning, like these kind of complementary concepts. When you, when you combine those with a cybersecurity program, that's really what leads you to be cyber resilient, right? Because we don't live in a world anymore where we're assuming that we will never be breached. We actually have to assume that we have or will imminently be breached. And we need to operate and build a program that really can respond to that to minimize the damage and recover as quickly as possible for both us and our constituents that rely on our products and services. Um, and so for that reason, it's really important that we start really defining, um, yeah, you know, using the correct terminology and really focusing on, on cyber resilience is what we're trying to build, not just cybersecurity, because again, that that is is too broad of a term and, and it tends to, um, evoke more of a protective mindset, but there's these other th three or four focus areas that we really have to bring into the fold to, to really be good stewards of information security. Yeah, that's a, that's a big topic, right? Because I think what the, the takeaway phrase from that is you're talking about, you know, you're, you're taking something that used to be a simple action item of let's protect ourselves to a more holistic solution on the battlefield to use your terminology of, hey, we know that some of our soldiers are gonna get wounded and we have to have that plan in place on how we're gonna collect them and heal them uh, during the battle and, and after the battle. So I think that's a, a, a worthy conversation that we might do a follow-up on. Thank you for that. Yeah, it's, um, it's a huge topic. Yeah. And, and on that, you know, you've, you've mentioned your company a couple of different times. And if our viewers wanted to learn a little bit more about you, Ryan, or, or the products or services that Gato provides, what is the best way for them to get a hold of you? Yeah, certainly check out the marketing website, www.dato.com. Um, you can also pop Dato and cyber resilience into a Google search and, and learn more about that conversation. Um, and you can always find me on LinkedIn and reach out. Um, you know, and, uh, and I'd be happy to talk to you. Great, wonderful. And, and our last question is a fun question because that, that was a pretty deep topic. Um, can you share with us something that makes you smile, a retro piece of technology that 
you know, you just when you, when you have downtime and you, and you love to play with, what is it that makes you smile? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't play with technology too much outside of, of, of work these days, but retro tech brings to mind um, that there's two things that come to mind. One, the original Game Boy. Um, I still remember playing Legend of Zelda on, on my original Game Boy for far too many hours as a kid um, and, and just having a blast. And like, you know, I actually still have it upstairs. I should probably go dust it off and, and see if it still works. Um, that and um, I actually used to work in a lumber mill um, when I was growing up. And um, they have these machines that have these blades that actually come to a point. So think of it like a giant pencil sharpener and you can make, um, you make like gardening stakes. Like we used to cut down like crooked wood and, and, and turn them into two foot and four foot garden stakes. And so you just sit there and like, you'd feed these little stakes into this thing. And it's like a giant pencil sharpener that was like, you know, we do that for like eight hours a day, um, just sharpening these pencil points. It's, it's kind of crazy. It's not really, you know, that interesting, but I had, I had a lot of fun doing it. It was just such a, it's such a cool piece of uh, machinery to, to use. Well, I mean, that's what it's all about, right? We, we get the more and more we get into the cyber world and, and what is outside of sunlight and, and the things that our parents and our grandparents are used to, the more we connect with the real things in life. So thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. And, and that is the end of this episode. Uh, again, my name is Jeff. This is the Cyber Pro Podcast. For those of you who know, we post three episodes a week with excellent invitees and guests like Ryan who talk about different aspects of the world of cybersecurity. Uh, and we hope that we will see you again soon on the next episode. And on that, Ryan, again, thank you for your time and be well. Be well.